This is the second episode of the Personal Training Podcast. Your host, Greg Padilla here. Today's episode is going to be about creatine. We're going to inform you about why people take creatine, what it's used for, the loading doses and the maintenance doses, adverse effects, and possibly giving it to your grandparents or older relatives down the line. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it, but just make sure to listen to the podcast if you're thinking about taking creatine. Enjoy. How we doing, everybody? From New York City to Cali, make sure to stand up today, get fired, get stimulated, make sure to get that coffee in, get that nice walk to work swagger on you. Make sure to get fired up, stay enthused, stay passionate, give the people what they want, do your job. Woo! I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm I'm getting after it, sweating a lot, dripping from the brow right now, got up, had a nice espresso, as my listeners know that I love, with myself some nice eggs and bacon, put it on the grill, it's sizzling away, the health haters are going to get after me, but I love myself some bacon, anyways, make sure to have a breakfast out there. Not sure what people are doing, not eating breakfast. You need it. It's important. It gets you going and will help your hunger cravings throughout the rest of the day. But that's a whole nother podcast. We'll get to that another day. I'm a big breakfast guy. We'll do some breakfast specials here at a later date. But today, we're going to be talking about supplements. Something I'm real passionate about because the whole GNC market is just not regulated. You do not know what are in these pills. Now, I'm exaggerating when I say this, but they could literally put grass in a capsule. Capsule. Can't talk. They could literally put sugar in a capsule. Put it in a container. Have GNC sell it. If it gets good reviews, that company is going to skyrocket. Literally, the FDA does not regulate the whole supplement supplement market. So that's why I'm here for you today to give you information, to give you the background and what creatine is. We're going to be talking about creatine because it's one of the most popular supplements, if I could say that correctly, in the world. It's a huge industry. There's so many different kinds. People take it blindly, blind faith, leap of faith. Your buddy tells you at the gym, hey, man, I'm taking this. It's really helped me out. And then you just trust him because you've worked out with him. You know him. He's a funny guy. Not for nothing, girls can take creatine too. It's not just subject for guys. It's a stereotype, but girls have been known to take it too. So this is for the average person or whether you're an athlete and you want to improve your strength, your lean muscle mass, you're always looking to improve. As people in life, we're always looking to improve in any which way possible. We're looking to improve that sprint time. We're looking to improve our max rep. We're looking to improve whether we're running on the treadmill, we're just getting that extra half mile in trying to cut half a pound, a pound, 
We're always looking at ourselves, saying, where can I improve? And it's constantly on your mind, especially if you're a gym goer like myself. And in order to do that, a lot of us go and enter the supplement market. It's a huge gray area. It's really a guess and choose kind of thing. Try it out, see if it works. If not, or it could be a huge placebo effect. You think it's working, you're spending a bunch of money every month or so to get this whey protein, to get this creatine, to get these brain supplements. We really don't know. So today I'm going to focus on giving you what I've learned and hopefully you can pay it forward to someone else to inform them on what is really true about creatine, whether it's safe or not, etc., etc. My experience with creatine, just like I said earlier, one of my buddies came to me. I was in college. I was at UConn. Athletic guy. I always liked going to the gym and working out, but was always really frustrated about not being bigger, not getting bigger muscles, not gaining weights, looking like a coat rack, just super skinny, real skinny guy. So my buddy, you know, was lifting heavy. He told me he was cre- taking this creatine. I'm like, hey, I might as well try it. It was these purple capsules. Why can't I say that word? Capsules. The tongue twister. I was taking these purple capsules and just, you know, just pill popping them. No idea. Did zero research on what creatine may, may not do, effects. When does it kick in? The loading doses, maintenance dose, all those things. Had not even a clue about them that that was even a thing. And I started taking them and I didn't even really notice any change. I noticed I was getting more acne. I noticed my mood sort of changed, but I didn't really relate that to creatine at the time. I was a college student, young college student. So this is what has inspired me to do research. Creatine is a legal substance. It's found in red meat. You know, it's found in our bodies. It's synthesized through our liver, our kidneys, our pancreas. Most of it comes from, you know, what we eat in amino acids And it's how we're able to lift heavy for those short max reps. It gives us that ATP in order for us to not get tired, our muscles not get tired when we're at the gym. We're trying to, you know, get that last rep in. We're trying, we're trying. And that's where creatine comes in. Creatine helps your muscles not get withered and tired and lethargic. It helps, it rescues your muscles in order for them to work out longer without getting tired, in order for us to do those fast twitch type 2 muscle fiber movements, doing that bench, that max rep, maybe three reps real heavy, squatting, deadlifting, whatever. It's even been known to help sprinters. It's been known to help sprinters 
for about 10 seconds. That's how long the duration of ATP works before it kicks into the oxidative and other energy cycles that our body uses when we run out of ATP. So moving forward, talking about creatine, creatine does not seem to improve in exercises that requires endurance so much. Long distance running, there's not enough research to prove that it's going to help, you know, mile runners or, you know, marathon runners. But it has been proven to help, you know, resistance training, working out, and some sprinters. The thing with creatine is that you need to know about the dosing. I did not know that when I first started taking creatine. I haven't taken it since because I had a bad experience with it. Creatine is a safe, one of the most safest supplements in the supplement world. It's very safe. There's been a ton of research on it. There's not many you know, eye-opening adverse effects, which we'll get into later. But first things first, if you're going to try creatine, you need to know if there's a dosing, maintenance, loading dose kind of thing. And there is. There is. From five days to seven days a week, there's a loading dose and you need to supplement 20 grams per day during the first week so your body gets accustomed to creatine so your body knows what's happening and can get used to the effects of creatine for your muscles to get used to the effect there's going to be water retention in your body it's just a fact with creatine some creatine supplements have more water retention than others but with creatine, there's an osmotic, osmotic effect. And some people that I've seen in my life look a little bloated. And since, you know, the water retention makes them look like they gained weight. And you will gain weight when you take creatine. Some people say four to five pounds. Some even don't gain any weight. Some don't even see the effects of creatine. And there's also those people out there that tend to have a lot of creatine in their body already that taking a supplement doesn't even work for them. So that's another thing when you know you're in the GNC store, you're looking to buy creatine, you haven't taken it yet, it might not work for you. It might not work. So just something to always maintain and keep in the back of your head. Again, going back to the loading dose. So you did a loading dose of seven days, 20 grams of creatine per day. You could split that up into like 10 grams in the morning or 10 grams before you work out, 10 grams after, or, you know, five doses of uh, four grams of creatine throughout the day. After that, the next week, and for however long you take creatine, it's going to be followed by a maintenance dose of a lot of people say two grams every day, and you want to take it before you work out. So, your muscles are ready and don't get tired. There's no sense of taking it, you know, hours after you work out. It's That's not what it's used for. It's used right before you work out, right before you go step into that gym door, ready to just toss some weight around or ready to just 
you know, do some resistance training, that's when you take creatine. Some say two to five grams per day. Some say two grams. If you really want to get an expert analysis, I would go and ask your doctor. Creatine, as I said, is safe. It hasn't been researched longer than five years if you take it. But what I found in my research as I was preparing for this podcast was that it's safe for five years. Longer is unknown. People don't know yet. So just stay cautious with that. And when you're taking creatine, it's best to consume it with carbohydrates or fruits or starches or if you're taking a whey protein that has helped your body to the point now, maybe you might want to use it with creatine. It's been proven that creatine by itself does improve your strength and lean body mass, but taking it with carbohydrates will enhance that even more because it enhances the uptake of creatine in your muscles. A lot of people have questions about creatine. A lot of the questions that I saw, were they were concerned with the fact that creatine does have water retention. There is an osmotic effect with creatine that the water, you know, goes into your intracellular cells and the water is absorbed there. So there is a ton of research about the effect of thermoregulation, whether you get dehydrated faster. And I found an experiment where athletes were training for 80 minutes and they studied the dehydration of these athletes taking creatine and training for 80 minutes. They didn't see anything that was alarming that would affect the dehydration of those athletes. So for people wondering out there, hmm, there's water retention. Can I get dehydrated faster? It's possible if you don't drink enough water, but if you're drinking constant water and you know, you're not your body's not telling you you're thirsty and you're feeling good, creatine is safe. You're not gonna suddenly collapse. Just make sure you're constantly hydrated. Bring water with you to the gym. Drink water before and after. Just make sure you're hydrated. And for the athletes out there wondering if you should take creatine, for soccer guys out there, it's been proven to help. It's been proven to help them, you know, jump up in the air. But with everything else, they didn't see it necessary to take creatine as a soccer player. So you know, keep that in mind for football guys, for hockey guys, for wrestlers. It's been more popular because you have to be strong in order to take guys down. And it's not an endurance lasting sport like soccer where cardio is more important and creatine hasn't been proven to help long durations and stuff that soccer guys are more concerned about. For, for the swimmers out there wondering if you should take creatine, it hasn't been proven to help you guys. It hasn't, wouldn't take it, wouldn't waste your money on it, wouldn't even go in the GNC supplement market. For the cyclists out there, creatine has helped. For the loading dose stage, it's been proven 
to not feel the soreness, the lactic acid. It it alleviates those lactic acid feelings in your muscles during that loading dose. So for guys, when they're training up until the event, they might take creatine so they don't get as tired during the race. Just uh, some fitness tips out there to the cycling guys out there looking to get a little edge. I know all athletes out there trying to get a little edge, wondering if creatine is for them. Even for the regular guy or woman out there, you know, wondering, should I take this? Should I not? It's it's a little dicey for me. I'm not really sure because some people have seen great effects, but personally, I don't like the fact that you might look bloated because of that water retention. So it's, it's almost what is more important to you. Do you want to get that extra max rep in? Do you want to get physically stronger and you might sacrifice that for water retention and, you know, four or five pounds of that. So it's it's what you want. It's not for everyone. But I'm here giving you the people what they want. Moving on, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff about creatine. You know, the big myth is that it's only for young people. It's only for young people, you know, trying to look good in their prime but to the contrary it is and can be possibly for the older adults and not for the reasons that you're thinking for a lot of older adults who are sick or just getting older and have trouble doing you know daily tasks like getting up even out of a chair or getting out of bed or just going and walking up a flight of stairs things like that creatine can help your muscles get stronger and that'll help older adults able to do more things on their own it'll help them gain more muscle because as we know older adults lose a lot of muscle your grandma your grandpa you know you've seen them and they can't do the same things anymore creatine might help that it'll provide them more energy It'll provide their muscles more ATP so they won't get as tired. And the same thing goes for cognitive brain function. The same thing. Creatine is also in our brains, a small amount of it. 95% of it is in our skeletal muscle. The rest of it is in our brains. But it has been proven that it can affect older adults and their cognitive function. You know, they're looking into it with Alzheimer's, Huntington disease, Huntington disease, Parkinson disease, these, you know, neuron degenerative diseases. Creatine has been proven in some research. There still needs to be more, but it can help cognitive brain function because it gives us more energy. It gives our brain cells more ATP so they don't get as tired as easily. So something to look into, you know, if you're in the hospital with your grandma or grandpa, you know, it could be a cool question to ask the doctor. Have you ever looked into creatine? Has this ever worked out in your experience? Just something to bring up. Maybe it might not work, but if it does, that'd be really cool. 
and you might help your grandma or grandpa or someone you know live a longer life more pleasantly. So that's, you know, that was a cool thing I learned while doing my research on creatine. The adverse effects of creatine, you know, you you will gain weight. Some say you get muscle cramps, you know, and that might be related to dehydration. So just make sure to drink a lot of water. They say don't take creatine if you have high blood pressure and especially liver dysfunction or kidney damage because it won't be able to get excreted through your kidneys if, if you have a problem and you're going to have too much creatine in your body. So that's that's always a bad thing. If you have kidney, liver damage, hypertension, make sure not to take creatine. Make sure to tell people to make sure that they don't have any kidney damage or liver, liver dysfunction. Um, just important things to know if you're going to take creatine. And, you know, some say it doesn't work well with caffeine. Make sure you're not taking it with diuretic water pills, drugs that affect your kidneys, and stuff like that. Um, always ask a doctor if you're in the hospital and you're taking certain drugs and you're also taking creatine at the moment. Always let him know. Always let the nurses know so you don't get any liver, kidney damage sort of thing. That's all for today. Thank you for listening to the Personal Training Podcast on Creatine or on iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Or you could go to www.soundsforthemorning.com and find other podcasts to listen to. Thanks for tuning in. We are out.